0: Hello and welcome back to podcasting as praxis. I'm David. I'm here with Rob. Hello, Jamie. All right, James. Hello, I am back
1: from the Isles
2: of Dysphoria. <laughs> and Alistair.
1: Hi. I live on one of the Isles of Dysphoria like twenty four seven. So I don't know what don't know what James is talking about. <laughs> oh, it's it, I? I, I did was...
3: No one told me we were allowed to do bits. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I mean, we've, we've always been
1: allowed to do bits. When, when you think about it, a podcast episode is just an elongated bit. Look, Jamie, mm. you know my politics.
2: No gods, no masters. Like, do what you want, mate.
1: Don't give him license like that.
3: Yeah, I'm on way out. I'll catch his <laughs> <laughs> Be is
0: sure, sure is to is turn the data as you go. Is the Isle of Dysphoria a Skyrim mod?
2: It should be. <laughs> it probably would fit. But no. Uh no, I was referring specifically to the Island of Gender Dysphoria. Um, which I experienced for the first like, really proper time last week. So apologies, everyone, for missing the pod.
0: So we have some news stories to get through, just a couple of little things. Uh, one new thing, one revisited thing. And then we have a nice big review of some total bullshit that Rob read because Rob hates himself and you, the listener. Uh, so let's just fucking get kicked off with the social care bill that just went through its next fucking vote in parliament
3: this sounds (sighs) depressing it's incredibly
0: depressing it is quite yeah yeah. it's it's life in modern Britain like what the fuck do you want Uh, also true Uh, they've changed up the way that or they're trying to change up at least because it's not finished through the process yet it was only second reading basically they're going to change the way that the cost of social care works. Okay. What it's going to be now is... They're, they're, they're going to put a cap on it, which arguably you could say would be a good thing. Um, in certain circumstances, it would be. The cap is £86,000 over a lifetime. That's a very specific figure, David. How did they arrive at that? Oh, fuck knows how they've arrived at exactly that. I'll be honest, I've looked through this and... the. Even like, the, the fucking simple sums don't make much sense to me. I'm really not sure where they're picking that number up from. I know where they're picking that number up oh, from. Oh, good. Please, please enlighten me, because I genuinely fucking struggled to get my head through this.
2: So, um, okay, I have to do a full disclosure <coughs> bit again and take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But obviously for my day job, I work for the Northern Independence Party. Really? And when did that Independ-
0: start?
2: Yeah, I know, I didn't right? know that. Um, and so, obviously, we've been paying close attention to this. The 86,000 figure is very interesting because it appears to be a cutoff for the variation house prices as you go further north in england i shit you well, not quite interesting. as you get into the north of england most of the house prices uh you know they, they drop down to a point that they're around that mark the further south you go of course it goes exponentially higher than that um and the cutoff really does seem to fall around about the start of the north of england from what i've been able to determine so uh interesting very interesting very Almost cool, like yeah. there's something going on there. Hmm.
0: Very interesting. Okay. Uh, the cap is, like I said, £86,000 over a lifetime. Anything over that will be picked up by local authorities. Oh, well, that's good. Like, councils have all the budget. Councils are just
4: flowing well, over with
0: money. I'll get on to how it's funded a little later on. Uh, Terrorism. But... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is means-tested. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know you, when, well, when, you, when you've got a policy that you just want to fuck over, like, the vulnerable people in society, you can always make it just that bit, that much spicier by sprinkling just a little bit of uh, means-testing over the top to taste. Well, th- <laughs> this is
0: actually kind of the funny bit. It's means-tested, but only at the bottom end of it. Um there's, oh, that's surprising. Yeah. It means testing yeah, I know, for the bottom. It? That that never happens. Yeah, kind of weird. That. Wait, Walt well, says if you have assets under twenty thousand pounds, then the local authority will just pay for everything. Just yeah, but if the get, you have the, you less than, than twenty
4: thousand pounds in assets by the time you need the majority of your care when you're older, for most people, yeah, rooked. Then you're already completely fucked. So, like,
0: yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the bare level of service provision here. Um, If you have up to, so above 20000 and up to £100,000 in assets, you can get assistance from the local authority, but not have it all paid for while you move towards the cap. But any assistance that you get from the local authority doesn't count towards the cap.
1: Oh my god!
2: What? Wonderful, Numbers, isn't it?
1: Numbers mm. Foxtine does another wonderful fucking policy. <laughs> yes, and- this isn't.
2: No, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you here. This isn't Number Foxtine, right? Because Number Foxtine is genuinely, like, it's a, it's a new labor guy who's trying to do tricks because he just wants to fuddle around, you know, make the, the numbers work, and he's happy to just fiddle and play with them until eventually he eventually gets Okay, so this that. is
1: lawful evil numbers thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah,
2: theme. Yeah, this is malevolence, right? And I, I should clarify, I actually misspoke her- earlier. To be clear... The eighty-six grand—that is the lower bound end. It's half of the average price of house prices as you get into the north of England, which makes sense if you're wanting to target save the lowest demographic of society, right? So, apologies for the lack of clarity earlier, but anyway, carry
0: on, David. Let's let's hear yep. the, the lack the full of clarity of this. on
1: this podcast. Say, ain't so? All right.
0: <laughs> if you have more than one hundred thousand pounds in assets, then you get fuck all help from the local authority, but you're already in a better position than anyone else with less because you will have way more of your assets proportionately left over. So the BBC yeah. um, published a nice simple infographic, which is about the only fucking thing they're good for at this point. If you start off with £100,000, you'll be left with £20,000. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you're starting assets are £270,000, you'll be left with £184,000. Mm-hmm. If you're starting assets are 500000 you'll be left with 414000 do we see the problem
1: wow this sounds really fucking regressive yeah
0: it doesn't
2: it's incredibly what what this essentially is a tax on when you really get down into it it's not actually about paying for the care it's about preventing the poorest in society predominantly in the north of england by the way because of the way it works out um from accumulating generational wealth yes that's it that's what it does um Basically, the lowest. Yeah, but end, how else can we oh, keep them poor?
1: preemptive, preemptive inheritance tax. It's oh, that
2: is yeah. It kind of is
1: incredible. It, that it, is sublime.
2: Like so some people, you, you, like actual numbers. Fuck scenes. coming up with work going. Oh, but no pensioner's is going to get thrown out of the house because we can get a loan from the council against the value of their house, and so, it's just their
0: inheritors. It's even better than that, though, because. They're not the only people who would be able to offer such loans or buy equity in a house, etc., etc.
3: Oh, is this the um, uh,
0: is this the triumphant return of Wonga? <laughs> no, not necessarily. No, something worse than that. Um, companies along the lines of Blackstone
5: would probably <laughs> be very fucking
0: interested in fucking pulling into this because if you think about it, this is an entirely new property market. Effectively, oh, good was not going to be open previously for. For companies, corporate landlords to move into. So yeah, look forward to that. That's pure supposition on my part, but I'm 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 calling it now. That's what's going to happen. Oh, looking
1: yeah. looking look, looking forward to collapsing the economy in 2050 by the subprime care loans crisis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, isn't it something um, else isn't to it know cars here? Cars that's going to do that first,
0: though.
1: Or... Oh yeah, that's, that's going to be like 2035. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I it was possibly like, earlier. Possibly,
0: yeah. Eventually, there will be a. Eventually there'll be a crippling crisis of capitalism Every like two weeks It just it speeds yeah. up more and more Like yeah. it, it never <laughs> actually fucking collapses in itself though uh, Something worth noting here Is that care Is defined solely as personal care Which basically just oh, means yeah. help with washing Or dressing or You know Those being, kind of basic things up the stairs <laughs> Yes, <laughs> of, of an yes. Evening. Um, yeah. If you want food Or warmth Or shelter Fuck you uh, those are not covered within this, so no. That's fine though. You
3: can't two hundred pounds it can't a week.
0: cover those things because when it ine- when the services
3: inevitably collapse and we have to get the army in, our brave okay. boys can handle the eating and like dunking someone in a bath, but you can't <laughs> expect them to cook. Do you know what I mean?
4: But, like so. Well, they
0: done away with the army catering code years ago, so yeah. So,
4: yeah. so I will also wait. So I will be able to get washed, but I will only be able to get washed in a skip because my house is yes. no longer there. Cool. Yes. All right. Excellent. Well, um, that, that that makes me feel really good.
0: Yeah, those costs are capped um, at two hundred pounds a week for the likes of your um, accommodation, etc. But obviously, two hundred pound a week—that's insane money is that just, for is that someone just who doesn't, for doesn't have any the, fucking savings.
1: Is that including all all bills in that, like eating food and, and everything?
0: Um, in a care home, I would imagine so. Um, okay. but even then, like that's still—you're hmm. still talking eight hundred pound a month. Potentially, which is higher than a lot of rents.
1: So, yeah, that's that's like a commute about rent, right? So that's cool.
0: Yeah. So yep. just to put, put it all together
2: for the benefit of our listeners, you will be able to get assisted living uh, care through your council, but you're going to have to pay for it, is the short version. The payment you make will be means tested. And mm-hmm. if you have any substantial assets whatsoever, they will strip mine those assets up to a point there's a point where it stops. It's not infinite. And it stops right about the point of the value of the lower end of housing in the north of England.
1: It's, it, so, it is fascinating because this is just pure ideology, is it not?
2: Yes, yeah, it um, absolutely it's, 100% it's, it's, is. And,
1: and this is more palatable, it would seem, than uh, like doing the like the sensible reverse of this, which is to just get rid of all the fucking fees... And just tax the fuckers who nation- can afford for it, afford it. Like, yeah, you know. create a
2: national care service and then pay for it by taxing the rich. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and, and I know we're like long gone of the days of that being a prospect, but
4: <laughs> oh, you have just... no idea how far long gone those days are just yet. Just you wait until <laughs> <bit> later. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, this is purely about
2: destroying any meaningful vestige of wealth buildup among the lowest in society and also cementing a rentier class because remember remember if the house is basically being repossessed to pay for care or a proportion of a house there's no option for downsizing if you're on the lower end of the scale you're shunted into renting it's intentional now something to consider that i'd want to know is i wonder how many of the mps voting for this have or are attached to in some deal or form property portfolios in the north of england for landlords
0: all of that is something I do not have information on. Well, I mean, on. as we
4: established <laughs> last now, week, uh, uh, being a landlord isn't a job, so they don't have to register
0: that. <laughs> mm-hmm. What I do have, though, is I have up the page just now of all of the um, all of the votes and whom voted which way. And there's some interesting things here. Uh, not so much in the, the Conservatives that voted against it because there was 19 of them and it doesn't fucking matter. Because they were all. Oh, I'm sorry. Locks. I was assured
4: by Robert Pesson that the most interesting thing about this vote was that there were Tory rebels. But,
0: oh, yeah, I don't know. But the, the definition of a Tory oh, so- rebel... I'm oh, sorry. Though, just,
1: I just want to carry on, Rob, on what Rob was saying. Just that the, the absolutely no consequence whatsoever for, what, 90 MPs uh, out of a majority of, what, 80 something that they've got. Yeah. It's, just, it's just free like real estate as it were for like uh you know the 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 good Tories in scare quotes uh trying to burnish their fucking credentials of taking a principled stance against anything but if the, yes. if the chips are really fucking down they would have voted for this fucking thing
2: so i want to i want to explain something i've been wanting to talk about this on a podcast for a while in america the democrats have this concept called the rotating villain or the villain of the week Where, when Mm. push comes to shove, there's some decent ish Democrat who will step up and do the horrible thing to pass the terrible bill, and everyone will tut tut and moan, and then they get to go back on the good step, and then it's another rotating villain will be the one to do the dirt essentially next time. And that's how the Democrats do. That's how they launder their image. It's like mostly they're all good, but oh gosh darn it, wouldn't you know, every time there's a serious vote, there's always one of the good ones, a different one every time has to step up and be evil, right? We don't have that in this country. We have the opposite we have the rotating hero of the week among the Tories.
4: Yeah. Where all the Tories, <laughs> they, they
2: have an agreement that on any bad vote, there is a rotating schedule and there's an allocation where some of you will get to look like nice people this time. This time. It won't actually affect the passage of the bill. The bill will still pass, but you'll get to look nice by voting against it. And that's what they do. And our fucking credulous media, who are complicit in this, in fact, calling them credulous is wrong. They just, they straight up, they're, they're partners with this. They buy it every time and they promote it every time. And that's how you get shit like, um, you know, certain particularly noxious Tories getting all this praise and shit during Brexit Um, and in the the vote since. It's just they get to be the hero of the week.
1: Looking at
0: you, Ken Clark. Well, well, on this one, um, it's actually interesting to note here that the definition of the Tory rebel were also the ones that abstained in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of notable ones here. So notable ones here for the Tories are... Jeremy Hunt. No. Good to,
1: good to see he's still uh, out and about. I'm <laughs> yeah. he's I having a good time. Was,
3: genuinely thought he was dead, based on how little I've heard anyone on the BBC say cunt lately. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, Hunt is constantly being lauded as this kind of the the Rory Stewart of the Tory-run NHS. Basically, uh, the the Libs are still at it the, with that the shit. The
3: Rory Stewart of Michael Gove's. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: And another interesting one here is Theresa May.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Obviously, th- this exact fucking thing caused an absolute shit show for her. In the twenty seventeen, yeah, election. back when we just called it the dementia tax. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. No, this is um, um, this
2: is it's Theresa May's turn to be a good a goodie, Basically, she clearly mm-hmm. has no ideological objection to this, based on the fact yeah. that she fucking proposed it last time.
1: I don't know how necessarily true or to what degree it is true, but there have been people saying that this is worse than uh, that, the like the what was known as the dementia tax and I, I do find it interesting that uh you know there is, there is some like murmurs of like you know the the good tory rebels and whatever the fuck but um it's interesting that uh the opposition isn't uh capitalizing on this at all i mean mm-hmm. you know weird weird that yeah. they would let uh, a worse policy uh, go almost un Unopposed. Like i mean, like it's. Them. I mean
4: essentially look you'll just post the election cycle now and they have the 80 seat majority so the answer essentially like most of these things is what the fuck are you going to do about it well it's
2: actually I think it's more level than that again um, because let's look at this from a really cynical right wing labour perspective right first of all you and many of your mates are involved in the landlord business and this is going to create a perpetual underclass of renters well and, and also like you ideologically
4: think this is good
2: anyway Well, yes, but then there's the other part to it, which is the more impoverished people are, the more likely they are to kind of stick labour, so you just can't be seen to do it yourself. How's that for Grim? Cool. Well, I feel
4: good.
1: (laughs) I'm glad we returned to the, like, (laughs) almost abject pessimism that we briefly abated from at the start of last episode. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it's just uh, uh, hello. I'm back. Um, also, no, just it's 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 new Labour and like all the right wing Labour shit. This is yeah, this like is I say, I, I, don't, I
3: don't think I don't think you need to be that cynical. I think maybe Labour are just too busy with like Keith looking like a, a packet of Billy Bear ham that someone stored in the wrong grail. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's got that shit's got to take up a lot of his time. You, you, you can't be you can't be like following these minor details like this while well, he's he's busy fucking talking about fiduciary fucking duty or whatever wank he was like fucking spraying all over the crowd at the the fucking oh well, don't worry CBI CBI yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I I don't know what that stands for but yeah that that that, that lot
1: complete bollocks in it yeah
3: cunts
0: with business interests <laughs> uh, so just pulling it back onto this though the way that this is being paid for is remember the national insurance hike. Yeah. yeah, I do, which yeah. is good news. Yeah, I don't. That's that's what. Yeah, and one point two five percent on the the lower rates of uh, national insurance with like zero point seven five percent on the higher rate. Because of course, again, it was done in a very fucking regressive way. That is going to become the health and social care levy in twenty twenty three, which interestingly will be applied to all um, all paid you earn taxes from the uh like i say from 2023 that's when that actually comes in across the uk good which is the interesting part because all of what i've just said is an english policy Hmm. yeah this is all devolved to wales to northern ireland and to scotland
2: my prediction is we're gonna have a real actual punch-up an actual genuine punch-up between the devolved parliaments and the uh, The national government in the not too distant future, in like next six months, the rumblings of it are already there. This just exasperates
0: it even worse. Possibly, but it's hard. So, could we? So, so are they just planning to
4: like turn Scotland and Wales into like a giant retirement home where people just move to escape these taxes? Well,
0: no, no, not no, not necessarily no, because like each 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 constituent nation can set its own policy. Um, The SNP are. Looking at sorry, the SNP and Greens are now looking at
1: <laughs> and consulting. Oh, that upon get away with it, can't we? No,
0: no, we will not. They are now looking at and consulting upon a national care service, which, considering how long they've been consulting on other fucking policies which they've been talking about for years, will probably have that sometime in the thirties. So, like, it's It, it just it's depends. No, well. Hmm, hmm. <laughs> I'll be promised for after it anyway. But yeah, so, like, who fucking knows how that's going to work, but basically the way that this should go through is that it ends up going through as a bigger part of the block grant in a way, but it actually ends up being, because it's taxed as a specific thing, it needs to be spent on a specific thing, and there's a whole thing about Westminster not being allowed to, or at least not supposed to, uh, dictate where funding is spent. But... Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's a whole it's, weird fucking thing.
2: There's also, I mean, literally, there is a a vote was passed in the Scottish Parliament recently about the British Parliament overstepping and basically breaching the terms of a devolved settlement. So,
0: yeah, this is. God, I and the consequences will were dire, won't they? Well, no. But here's the thing: it's
2: the <laughs> Westminster uh, it's,
1: wiped from the face of the earth. Well, this is, this is the thing. Like,
2: I, actually, for if I can, if I can crack the door not to Scott Paul, but to Dev Paul, just for a second. Um, you're right, that, that hasn't caused anything. It's the start of a thing, and shit like this will exasperate yeah. it, and this is going to be when we actually see whether the devolved Parliaments basically this get wiped out or not. This is
4: when did the you, stone um, of scone starts glowing or some shit. Did you see that thing? Some
3: people, like, it, it, I think the tweet was from, like, September, but no one noticed it because it was Penny Mordant. But I <laughs> tweeted that, like, um, or by, like, the these three congratulations to these three fucking dipshits who were like keeping their jobs in the reshuffle and um and ensuring continuity in the territories and it was like the, oh, yeah. the fucking the Scotland guy was in there as well and people were like mm. doing the fucking nuts
0: <laughs> arguably she's not wrong it is a territory
1: <laughs> every is, is a territory whose territory though david that is the question yeah.
0: Which he didn't
2: see. So that is fine. the most that that is one of the most edge lord provoking takes I've heard you given a while there, David. So well done. Um, I can hear Elijah's ears pricking up from wherever he is.
0: <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm technically correct. The best kind of correct, correct. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, so shall we move on? Anyway, yeah, that's that's a fucking shit show. Um, and yeah, look, look forward to uh selling the house that you will never get to own in the first place. So. Cool, Rob. What have you got? That's other good news for people who live in houses.
4: Uh, other good news for people in who <laughs> who are domiciled, for, like for the those, privileged ones they are. You know, with their roofs and their heating. For now.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Huh. big guys this next to fucking heating yeah
4: uh pretty much because i want to talk about the collapse of bulb energy which is the biggest uh, energy and gas company so far that's collapsed uh, this one it's collapsed this week another um,
1: domino falls uh, yeah, yeah
4: that that so far is uh, is lord bearing <laughs> yeah very much <laughs> um so yeah i read a bunch of stuff about it um and also, like, go listen to episode one hundred and three if you want to catch the full story on the UK gas market. But shout out to Gillian Ambrose at the Guardian and Arash Massoudi and Natalie Thomas at the FT who wrote a lot of good stuff about this. Um, yeah. And so, if like, if you don't,
3: if you don't, if you object to being given homework, then don't listen to episode one hundred and three. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hundred percent support you in that. Like lack of endeavour.
1: Never learn anything, and that's the one yeah. thing we should learn. But don't don't take it to heart.
4: Um, yeah, so this is the biggest collapse so far. Uh, Bob had 1.7 million customers who are now shit out of luck, um, and they follow Bob follows either 20 or 21 other companies that have collapsed this year. Um, I have to stress this I wasn't like
1: 20 to 21. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not
4: quite sure. The Guardian contradicts itself in the same article uh, between 20 and. 21. <laughs> oh, the Guardian,
1: <laughs> the, gr- the app contradicting itself.
3: Oh um, God! But yeah, yeah, well, you know, they're hedging the bets. The year ain't over yet.
1: <laughs> Fuck me!
2: I didn't realise we had Ian Hislop on the podcaster. <laughs> oh, um,
1: fucking yeah, who, from who, orbit who, with that one.
3: Who was who was that director at? Because if it was me, I'm coming around to fucking slap you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was fine. It was Alistair. Oh, then I 100
1: percent support that. Like, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned to enjoy from this podcast, it's Jamie's enduring support <laughs> for not learning anything. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, essentially, like Bob was teetering on the edge of deaths for like a couple of months already. So it's not like the government can say this caught us at at a surprise. And now the thing that I speculate would happen uh, in episode 103, which is that like there's no existing player in the gas market that can absorb 1.7 million new customer via what happened to all the other ones, the supplier of last resort thing, which is if you remember where another uh, player in the gas industry essentially takes over all the customers, but not the existing contracts but just yanks the the rates up as has happened to like james and, and jamie yeah come join us on the pile yeah um yeah it's so fucking great Still, still
3: haven't, still not british gas right i mean hopefully british gas aren't listening to this but they still haven't actually fucking like i'm still getting i've still got gas right i'm still being supplied with gas but they haven't fucking got around to charging me for any of it yet do you know what I mean? So long may that continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh,
1: Jamie, I've heard there are 1.7 million people who are actually in quite uh, dire need of gas. So, yeah, maybe no, They've, <laughs> char- they've, come they've, round charged, they've charged
3: me for electric. They've charged me for electric, but the, clearly
4: the gas is like in limbo somewhere. So, mm. yeah, so I mean, apart from the fact that it's just like one point seven million customers are just too big to to swallow, it's also no company wants to buy Bob because Bob is currently loaded down with somewhere between six hundred million and a billion quids worth of existing debt. so if you take yeah, a- why me, would why would sorry why would you sk- buy, sorry, on, would
3: you buy hi- an energy company in this market when you could just wait a couple more weeks and pick up a cheaper one <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally true but but also also, sorry.
4: Between how much and how much? Somewhere between six hundred million and a billion quid's worth of debt. It's I can't. I can't that pay. is an amazing fucking range
2: Ooh, of variability. There. there
3: did
1: um yep. did a fucking like investment fund or some shit just buy this place and load it up with the load of shit like they tend to do. I, 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 I mean, get a lot of well, maybe they were some... maybe they
3: were generating the electricity by paying Superman to turn a crank or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, that that would that wouldn't come cheap. I, well, I mean, I, I
4: want to talk a little bit about Bob. What Bob was actually doing while I was an alive company, but just like in in terms of the wrap up, because this supplier of last resort thing isn't working, we are now in the hands of the other process that we talked about, uh, which is the special administrator, and that special administrator uh, will take over the company and sort of resolve it peacefully. But they do have access <laughs> to, they do have access to government funding. So Don't, call nationalization. The, Don't call it nationalisation. Don't call it nationalisation. Don't call it nationalisation. It's not. Rob, would you
1: call this nationalisation? <laughs> uh,
4: well, I mean, James, it's not nationalisation because the according to speculation in the FT, at least uh, the the person or the special administrator will most probably be uh, global consulting giant Tenio. Yeah, so I they know, will know, run it at arm's length from the government, but they will have access to government funding. To it, you know, bring perhaps, down six hundred million. Nationalising
3: the risk. Uh, yes it, but it privatizing you, the profit it
4: would it would it could possibly be construed as uh, socializing the uh, debts and privatizing the profits of such a thing Colour me shocked and the way that you know this is going to be that way is that because the the special administrator program is probably going to last a year, so definitely through the current gas price spike, as well as the increased use through the winter, so the government <laughs> will be picking up the bill for all of that, and presumably oh, next sorry. summer, when you know energy use is low, it'll be privatised or sold off to a, a bigger player. Awesome.
1: I mean, at least at least Labour have said that they're definitely not considering nationalisation of uh, any public utilities. So um, uh, we can be sure that no, no, good things. L- Labour did actually have
4: a have a response, which I saw on their website by their Shadow Business Secretary uh, Ed Miliband, uh, and his solution is to cut VAT for the winter for consumers, which would cut about twenty percent off the total price, which is probably not enough for for most people. I mean, it's a start, whatever. Uh, The other part is to start a giant (laughs) uh, home insulation program, which on its face, like that's a good idea. But the estimate is that that would save you about 400 quid a year. And that is probably not enough to save you from the rising energy price cap.
5: So comrades,
2: come rally! Red Ed, Red Ed, Red Ed.
4: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. This is this
1: is a this is a fucking step back from what uh, even he himself proposed as a uh, Labour yes. leader, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. Farcical.
4: Um, I mean, just a little bit about how Bulb actually uh, uh, functioned. It was a few years ago, if probably to nobody's surprise, celebrated by everybody, including the government, as a brand new uh, startup that was going to take over the world. Uh, it was started by an, a gas and electricity trader from Barclays, as well as a guy from uh, Bain Ugh. Capital, if you remember that that's Mitt Romney's old company. Bunch of oh, uh, hey. cunts them. yeah Fultry Fultry capital, I believe they're called. Yes. Uh, their ambition once upon a time was to have 100 million customers worldwide. I think they ended up with a few less today. Um, Like I said, they've been shambling along essentially in sort of zombie mode for a whole year. They already lost 63 million quid uh, in the last accounting period and were slated to repay a 55 million quid private equity loan at at the end of the year, but obviously they're now in administration, so they won't be repaying that because they're bankrupt. Rob,
1: when did you say, when when was Bulb founded?
4: Uh, uh,
1: Because like you were saying they've got 600 to a billion quid of debt. 600 million to a billion quids worth of debt and they're losing April
4: like April fi- uh, sorry uh, it, they were founded in April 2013
1: So in eight years they've accumulated mysteriously somewhere between 600 million and a billion worth of debt and their losses are in the region of like 50 to 60 million yeah. hmm. uh, I mean their total the world, losses. That,
4: where did all that money go? Well, I mean, I'll tell you where the money went. Um, They were... uh very good at marketing as well as low low introduction prices this should seem familiar to listeners of the previous episode 103 so
0: good at marketing that they didn't manage to re- like gain enough new customers to make up for uh, yeah they
4: there. also did uh, very lucrative referral payments where like if you brought your your uncles on
1: um, or your you know, <laughs> specifically your uncles you, yeah where, <laughs> so so wonder that this campaign didn't bring in more customers
4: Um, as well as they had big claims about green energy that are probably not true Um, but people (laughs) were very persuaded by that Um, it's it's fantastic
1: when uh, when a customer service like thin film across, like, the energy sector, gets guess, to dictate what tubes the uh, green energy goes down.
2: Yeah. yeah, right. So here's the thing. I actually nearly signed up for Bulb. And <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, you really can pick uh, him. Right. Make <laughs> you're feeling good about
1: yourself now, aren't you,
2: James? Well, no, here, here's the thing, right? So obviously I, I, I was like, oh, I could be Bulb. And then I was like, no, I'll, st- I'll go with Avro instead. Just fucking brain genius trust fund in this flat. <laughs> anyway, um, the, the thing about it is the reason I nearly went with Bulb was it was more expensive than Avro. But they had the green energy claims, and I was looking at it going, I think this is total bollocks. Oh, they are. I- I'll tell you
4: how they are in a, in a little bit, how they probably are total horseshit.
3: Good. Is it because, like, for every fucking, like, seven million tons of coal they burn to provide the power,
4: they promise to plant one tree? No, Maybe. it's it's papers, Foxtine. It's a different kind of... It's a... It's a <laughs> Um, as, essentially, you so go uh, from number
1: nonce to paper nonce Okay. The the way a they new, were running uh, the
4: business is they were taking a ton of money from private equity to essentially create a very big market and then be loss making while they built the market. And if that's a model that seems familiar to you, let me read you a little bit from the FT. Analysts had previously likened bulb to a ride hailing or food delivery app. It was, I was okay. Say, making it's big- not
1: exactly like fucking yeah um, yeah. Yep. <laughs>
4: It was okay making big losses as long as it kept a rapidly growing market share, but it might be difficult to start turning a profit. You know, you know so it's, it's almost as if that exactly I came mean, true.
1: There's such a, it's, that's just so fucking insane to me. Like, <laughs> the energy sector, I don't want to try and comprehend how large that market is in comparison to, like, local transport or, like, taxi. As a as a fucking industry, that it's sounds a, absolutely ludicrous as an yeah, idea. Alistair, it, imagine well, but,
4: what would happen if, like, a little Uber Eats guy drove up to your house with a big ball of gas.
1: I mean, well, first of all, I'd invite him in.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, here's the thing: it, it's literally everyone, Alistair. <laughs> yeah. It's literally everyone, so that's why you can't make an a market out of monopoly
1: this. on fucking gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, pal. Sounds good. Why not? Yeah, have a billion quid. Oh, I'll have 2 billion back in debt, but you know, whatever.
4: Yeah. Uh to to briefly get back to the green energy claims, the uh bulb always claimed that it was 100% renewable, but they didn't generate any of their own electricity because they were just a trader with a customer service desk like all the other ones. <laughs> well, um, you see
1: you see technically 0 out of 0 is 100%, so
4: Ah. Uh but they also bought Directly from energy generators, 20% of the energy that was renewable. So the other 80% of their energy mix came, I think, from these things that are called REGOs, Renewable Energy Guarantee of Origin Certificates. Um, oh, <laughs> oh yeah there it is fantastic carry on yeah. and the way these essentially work is like let's say you're a big uh, wind park in the north sea or some, something something or other uh, once you've paid off your slice to the crown estates which owns all the offshore land as we established in the previous episode um, you can also sell off the energy that you have and with the energy you have per whatever unit it is you get uh, what are these regos a certificate uh, that guarantees that it is um renewable but it those certificates don't come like attached to the energy you sell like you can sell the energy <laughs> but you can sell the certificates separately so <laughs>
1: imagine trying imagine trying to put like the red tractor logo on like just like the air yeah
4: <laughs> no i mean essentially what it would mean like it, it, the analogy probably works best if you're talking about farm stuff is imagine uh that like a a farm that has like um ethically produced happy chicken eggs um and they could sell those eggs like as normal eggs on the market for a lower price but then sell the significant the, the sell a certificate of bio happy eggs to like A chicken molesting farm with like horrible (laughs) conditions. A chicken nonce,
1: okay. And then,
4: yeah, to a chicken nonce, and then the chicken nonce will be able to stick that certificate on their eggs because technically, you've just done a swappity do, and the same, similar quantity of eggs still is sustainably produced, even though it's not the same eggs.
1: (laughs) What? What are things? You know, I mean, that's just an abstract philosophical question that we'll never know the answer to. So this it's is be, basically
3: this is basically like the like triggers broom but for energy. <laughs> do you know do you know what this is? This is fucking NFTs. is what this fucking
2: is.
4: Yeah, it's not. It's it's pretty close to like in a way. It's not unrelated to being an NFT. That that's not the worst way of putting it. Um, However, as I said, they were already losing a lot of money uh, in in the last uh, fiscal year and then certainly in this calendar year as well. And the way they were making up the shortfall, I I presume this is uh, arguably and according to The Guardian, um, they had been jacking up customer bills by a lot this year by up to 80%. Uh, and they made, mainly did this through like di- direct debit. So unless you like were out in front of it, they would just like take money out of your bill. And to me, but this is speculation, and I don't know this for sure. It's incredibly unclear whether or not like those eighty percent rises in customer charges were in any way related to like actual additional use by the customer, or whether or not Bob was just using people's direct debit as a way to generate emergency capital.
1: That's all about
4: both then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fine. I mean, again, I don't know this for sure. This is speculation on my part, but this seems certainly possible. Um, However, still, and and unsurprisingly, the whole thing still went kablooey. Um, And let me read you a little bit as to why that happened according to Bob's very own press release, uh, which tracks pretty much exactly what we said in episode 103. Wholesale gas prices have skyrocketed and continue to be extremely volatile. The gas supply shortage... coupled with lower export from Russia and increased demands means they remain high and unpredictable. Prices have uh, have hit close to 4 quid per unit recently compared with the 50p per unit uh, a year ago. So prices have gone up about 800%. Um, we have always been big supporters of the idea of a price cap to protect cons- uh, consumers, but the current price cap is set at a level about 70p per unit, well below the cost of energy. So, for those of you doing math along at home, there's currently a three quid 30 uh, gap per unit per therm uh, between what it costs on the market to supply you and what the company is allowed to charge you. Again, you know, that means that only companies with a lot of capital. So.
1: Uh, yeah, that means that the market solution to this is to just let it all fucking die.
4: Well, I mean, they they they're completely <laughs> locked in. They have no choice but to die or to like eat yeah. through their I financial mean... reserves. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, that's just it, isn't it? I mean, we we I mean, whenever whenever we talk about what is essentially like, it's a you know, it's a natural monopoly. You need energy, you need fuel, etc. It, it just highlights to me how completely insane it is to introduce markets into like you know, particularly in our extremely neoliberalised society in like in the UK. Just it makes no fucking logical sense whatsoever if you actually want to get energy to people. And I mean the obvious the obvious answer here is that it's purely, purely extractive in the sense of both the fossil fuels and also getting money from the fucking customers by jacking up their fucking direct debits. Yeah. So So the yeah. the, the FT
4: estimates that there's currently a uh, price gap between The maxed out energy price cap that they're allowed to charge like everybody on this podcast um, and people, most of the people listening and the market price that it actually costs to buy the energy, the price cap is currently give or take 700 quid, I think a month or something. So like that's the, the, the company, that's the loss per customer, per household that every gas company has to uh, to eat so just to put it into perspective bulb have 1.7 million customers which means that if you were say british gas or centrica or aeon or what or or scottish uh, power one of the big players they would have to eat presumably a 1.2 billion quid every month loss at the current price rates until it goes so like of course now the government's on the hook so doing very quick math, uh, 1.2 million uh, times 12 months. So that's, that's like, I don't know, that's like give or take 18 million quid. That's presumably the government's going to be on the hook for. And by the government, I mean, you know, obviously not the government. It's
1: a million or billion, Rob? Billion, uh, billion. sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, just yeah just a just a just a factor of a thousand
4: there yeah so yeah it's it's a, it's about 14.3 billion assuming the prices stay the way they are in the current, coming 12 months that the government has just put itself on the hook for because bulb has collapsed
1: but oh, uh, thank thank cool. god we didn't nationalize that shit hey
4: yeah yeah i mean mm. that, that that would be horrible i mean look that's irresponsible spending of li-
1: limited government money uh which, and this is this is responsible spending of government of limited government government money. Yes,
3: yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that when it comes to spending government money, I could not give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, oh, it's gonna cost the government this much money. Well, the government shouldn't be so fucking stupid and should they? You know what I mean? Could have easily avoided this, but whatever. <laughs> I
0: would simply print more money.
3: Yeah. Or just or just like fucking you know, just do a press conference and instead of talking about fucking Peppa Pig or whatever the fuck like you was trending on Twitter for today, just like do a press conference and go money isn't real, get the fuck out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we've, had enough, turn, we've had it'll enough we've like had enough of like fucking bankers. Leave. We've had enough of bankers and businesses, so just like, you know, get the fuck. Uh, Money's not real. We'll well, be, we're not gonna let we're not gonna let you like just swan about fucking like you own the place just because you made up a number at some point <laughs> in the past. Do you know what I mean? Like it's fucking it's ridiculous, like uh, uh, I can't I, think I, frankly, I'd have more respect for society I'd have more respect for a society founded by wizards than I would for this <laughs> fucking stupid bullshit, quite frankly. Do you know what I mean? I can't
0: think of a way to collapse this country in every way possible more than the Prime Minister just getting up and saying money isn't real deal with. It. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be fucking great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be fucking hilarious, yeah. Jamie you'd it would be absolutely your be element. everything is on fire within about ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, well.
3: You know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what is real fire
4: engines they exist <laughs> well i'm glad you teed this up uh so well for us jamie because for like the big topic i wanted to talk about tonight i've actually is it wizards it's pretty close i've actually gone <laughs> i bet it fucking isn't it's not quite wizards it's the other thing that i'd be pretty excited
2: for an episode about wizards can we do one jamie
3: yeah <laughs> right yeah that's Come it on. But, can I we mean, podcast go, outside I mean, su- today su- <laughs>
2: future bonus
4: sorted <laughs> yeah um but you know in in absence of that particular episode what i have done for you today is i have actually read uh Keir Starmer's and boris's speeches to the cbi so i thought we should talk about <laughs> what, them for a this little is bit. this
3: is not even remotely connected to wizards you're a fucking like no but it is connected to, an to peppa pig <laughs> I is don't he, care like, about that shit. How you know I mean? is <laughs> Peppa Pig connected to wizards?
2: Yeah. Are we doing wizard content? Are we doing five degrees of Kevin Bacon but with wizards here? Is that what this is? And the bacon is Peppa Pig.
4: with With <laughs> wizards, you presumably only ever need one degree anyway because they can just make that happen. See,
1: once again, this is why nobody lets me do comedy. Um- <laughs> now, Rob, Rob, see, the thing you need to understand is that your your special skill, and this became extremely evident to me when I listened to your guest appearance on Trash Future, which was very good, but the, the, your skill lies in inflicting massive psychic wounds on everyone nearby, and that, that was extremely, <laughs> extremely evident with, with uh, Milo's reaction to your... Uh, like, oh yeah, I was a reading book book about, about Brudel. the the Brewdog book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: If can... anything, you are the wizard heal <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh shit! The real, the real wizard was
0: inside you all <laughs> <of> along. <laughs>
2: no, no, guys. He, he he lives in a castle in a far off mystic <laughs> land where everything works just so much better, almost like
4: magic. He's a fucking wizard. <laughs> Why are all these trans people sort of protesting outside out my house all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck!
5: <laughs>
3: and that's oh. why we let you do comedy, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Wikipedia have doxed you again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, so Rob, anyway, the CBI.
3: Yeah, I I thought we should. Do we have? Do we have to talk about this shit? Like for yes. real? We have to can talk about that shit. Can we not about talk about shit? like anything else that's happened this week? Like Kid Rock. <laughs>
0: no, I haven't seen that. I'm not going to see what it. What if I call it? Easier. What if
3: I? What if I refer to him as youth outreach
1: specialist? Kid Rock. Can we talk
3: about <laughs> it then? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, the more the more you say things like that, Jamie, the more likely we are to talk about it. Is
2: there such a thing as a double libel? If you commit a liable and a libel, does it cease to be a libel? Is it a no. like
4: double negatives? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, Jamie, it was worth a try. Uh but yeah, I mean, no, it's a good try, Jamie, but we are gonna talk about it. Um I'm not gonna talk about the pepper pig thing, because that's a loser thing for idiots, uh, by which I mean the UK oh, press. Uh,
3: we've lost we've lost the FUB peas. <laughs>
4: um womp, womp. So, yeah so first i thought we should talk a little bit about the boris's speech and then Stamers and then essentially like i wanted to talk about like why we talk about this because the cbi is the big like that's the big corporate lobby group and what, yeah, they, it's, the big, what it's the
1: big corporate blowjob from both blo- major political parties yeah, in, and i think the, in cor- order to say that actually we will we both love capital so much
4: exactly and i think the p- specific contours of how the knob was slobbered is kind of interesting so, so that's
1: why. <laughs> how, uh, how ribbed one's
4: mouth was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, did you all
3: see that with like Twitter launched that fucking was it spaces this week where it's like you yes. go on and like fucking yes. and people were like immediately doing like blowjob ASMR on it. And it's, like, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that's gonna last. You know what I mean? Like Twitter, Twitter aren't <laughs> gonna fucking like I'm gonna pull that feature. It it just it, it went about as well as anything else Twitter have ever done. It was great, you know what I mean.
4: <laughs> I know you keep trying to put off me talking about this, but it's not going to happen. So uh, <laughs> you gonna eat these damn vegetables, whether
1: you like it or not, Jamie. <laughs> um, yeah, see, so, yeah.
4: So,
3: uh, we get a fucking get a fucking move on, then I, I thought... I, I,
4: I'm getting getting the Chinese later. So
3: the, the sooner we get through this shit. <laughs> well, at least I mean. you are getting
4: it after the episode and not during, unlike some people. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: David, could you, uh, could you play a, a, a video sort of for me, or even just the audio of the uh, fuck-off quote from Keir Starmer?
4: Could you do that for me, David?
2: Please, pretty please.
4: Fuck off. There Thank go. you. All right, well, having fucking prepared everybody for this now. Um, all right, so Boris essentially... Boris does the usual Boris thing, by which, he mean, by which I mean he doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and his main sort of theory, and I think this is a genuine thing with him, is... He just wants to be like a permanent booster for everything, which is like if I think if he thinks that if he just displays enough like enthusiasm and and, and, yeah, he's a hype hype guy, that's essentially he thinks if I just hype enough, then the private markets and wizards will just sort it out and make things happen. That's kind of the way into that I see this happening because the main thing that he starts with is saying, thank you so much, UK industry. Uh, you were so wonderful during the COVID crisis. And I'm just like, but I think we all remember, you know, there not being any vaccines. There not being any ventilators or masks or anything, but now apparently, yeah. uh, British industry was, was great. Um, And apparently now, because we're past corona, this is a statement just made by Boris, and I'm just like, I don't think that's at all true, but let's just take the premise. Um, And we didn't have a recession the size of the 1920s. This proves that the UK economy is actually really resilient and really good, and that will... That same principle will allow us to move past the transport crisis, the energy crisis, <laughs> many of the other crises.
1: This is it's great that we're talking about this just after we've talked about like, the biggest energy company so far that's just like, fallen over dead.
4: Yeah, yeah. What
2: he's basically saying at the start of his "Thank you so much for not doing a business plot and getting me shot in the head." <laughs>
3: uh, is how I kind of read it. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he he might well be prime minister forever, just purely on the grounds that like Rupert Murdoch wants wants Gove to replace him, and like you know what I mean? The universe itself like doesn't want Gove anywhere that that, that he can be seen. You know what I mean? The
1: universe wants him in intimate. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um. So essentially now no longer brexit but the uh, the end of corona means, means that there's an exciting opportunity to rebuild britain as a as a global power and do all the cool things. Bye. Oh
3: shove it up your fucking <laughs> piss man. No like we're, we're not a global power and we never will again be a global power, do you know what I mean? I'm sick of fucking hearing it. Hurt. As if that was as if that was a thing to aspire to. Anyway, you know what I mean. The only like way we America's become... a gl- America's a global power, and have you seen the fucking state of it? Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? The
2: only way we become a global power is if we actually discover wizardry. Like that, thats what it would
3: basically yes. take. At yes. This yes. Point. Pretty much.
1: And, that, and that's why Rob lives in Switzerland. Uh,
3: so the things that like... The, that only, the only way we become a global power is if everyone else on the planet gets sick of us and they all leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> and,
1: who, and who could fucking blame them? We,
3: then we become a global power for at least as long as it takes monkeys to figure out how to work doorknobs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so how Britain is supposed to sort of re-energize and revitalize is through digital skills... Cyber. Oh Christ! Oh, oh, take your nice. cyber
1: and shag it. Jamie, are you yeah. are you not excited to use your um, diploma in global communications? nah fuck that. Like,
3: I'm, I'm gonna retrain as like a fucking stage magician or some shit. You know what I mean?
2: Retrain as an actual wizard, Jamie. It's the only. Well, no, you,
3: you start as a stage magician and you've got to work your way up, haven't you? yeah oh, you right, I, I mean? suppose. Yeah, yeah. You need to retrain demand creatures. to be taken you can't, seriously You can't just. You can't just come in and be Gandalf on on your first day. That that <laughs> shit would be fucking disastrous. That man. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, you got to have that period where you prance around in the woods talking to the animals and stuff. I guess. So yeah. Looking forward to that
4: shocking development from Jamie. Right. So the second way we're supposed to Are do you, it is. Seen that
3: you had seen the animals in the woods out back here, like you know what I mean. <laughs> so the second
2: way we're Tom
0: Bombadil,
3: <laughs> <laughs> just
2: just Jamie holding
4: a one-sided conversation with a really depressed pigeon. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> So the second way you're supposed to do it is by providing more finance for startups, which just like that's just n- nothing that can actually ever go wrong there. I mean, <laughs> you yeah, just uh-huh. just
1: become SoftBank, easy, sorted. But, but, I mean, uh-huh. later
4: in the speech, he does talk quite extensively about how the Britain is the home to thousands of unicorn startups that are valued at over a billion. So you know th- th- there is that to look forward to. Do I Listen. even?
3: Do I even want to fucking know what that means? Listen, as
2: as unicorn experts, because we live in Scotland where unicorns are our national animal, me and David can both tell you they're not real. Um, yep.
0: The, a very real country yeah. with a very real animal.
1: Jamie, I mean, to answer your question, a unicorn is a company that is, val- or a startup company that is valued at a billion dollars or more.
3: Yep, that's the definition. Oh, right, so I'll go, so as long as it's something like rational. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah like Bulb Energy. Bulb Energy was uh,
4: a great startup, yeah.
3: <laughs> do you know what I mean? As long as it's not some fucking prick just throwing darts at a wall and going, haha, now I am worth $11 billion. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I've gone. No fucking problem at all. It sounds sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah. So imagine This is gonna be like this is gonna be like someone invents like a new kind of moss or some shit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Pretty much, yes. And then they just try and they try and pretend like everyone needs moss. That's that's how these fucking startups work, you know? It's like fucking, oh, we finally invented like this thing and you go, No one's ever asked for that thing before. They go, Oh no, you need it. Like I don't fucking don't know, mate, do I? You Jamie, know I mean? Everyone you, everyone needs a tube that fires their car to work. Jamie, are you referring intentionally to that actual real, this really
2: existed startup that wanted to give everyone moss bath mats? <laughs> fuck off. Uh, no. What? <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, a startup made bath oh, mats made out of moss me, like. on the grounds that obviously you dripping on them will feed them and nourish them, and they're pleasant and you don't need to wash them and all that kind of shit uh this was a real startup an actual thing that existed that tried Jesus, to tell everyone they needed moths. how
1: much did softbank invest in them
2: <laughs> i don't know they probably weren't a unicorn but i mean they got a lot of promotion
1: <laughs> i mean i mean if if trash futures like history oh, is anything to go I'm by sh- then fucking... it wouldn't fucking surprise me
3: I just fucking like I do you know what I mean? I'm I'm to do a podcast on my own where I can just say any of this stupid shit and there isn't someone next to me who needs to go, Oh,
4: that's a real thing.
3: Do you know
1: what I mean? Like You're already well on your way to becoming a wizard, Jamie. <laughs> willing things into existence.
4: Anyway, so apart from like financing more startups, we also the most important thing is also gonna to be to rebalance the country and bring more industry to the north and also more hu- housing debt from you know, the social care, but hey ho, that's fine. Um but the main thing that will bring Britain ahead I, can, I can't believe someone was
3: actually trying to do fucking moss as a startup that was the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing i could think of Do you know what i mean <laughs> Jesus Christ Do you need
2: a, do you need a, do you need a minute Jamie just No to... no
3: i'll just carry on I'll just sit okay i think, think... You've
2: acclimatized.
4: You've acclimatized to the reality you've shifted to. Let's go. All right, and the, but the main thing that's going to really boost Britain and make it the global blah 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 is a green industrial moss. revolution. Yes. So moss. <laughs> uh let me let me quote you a little bit from the speech here now um i've had some pretty wonderful jobs in my life but among the p- most purely hedonistic i would rank motoring correspondent for gq magazine i drove ferraris maseratis nissan skylines proton sagas you name it i drove it uh so uh, because, this, is, this is
1: a fucking great tweet i'm assuming that is you're reading out right now
4: no that's actually lines from his written remarks you name it, he drove it—a cart filled with bodies <laughs> during the fucking Great Plague. Um, and that means the most, one of the most important things that Britain's going to build the future on is electric cars and electric everything. Um, that that's going to be a real big part of the future, because Britain has mainly this, is Elon Musk involved? Uh, yeah or or yes is, is he yeah yeah i think they're building oh. some kind of battery factory or something or other somewhere in the uk yeah i
1: mean like the, the the fucking like because this is this is just this is just what um you know the the people who want to try and imagine a world where we've like solved the you know the climate crisis the only world they can imagine is essentially the exact world that we've got now except electric cars, yeah, and none of the actual boring infrastructure that would actually need to be built in terms of, like, an obvious example of the fucking railways, which, you know, the Tories have just said, yeah, we're not doing the really important stuff in the north of England uh, in order to make trains actually fucking work on our creaking, decimated fucking rail lines. No, but fucking electric cars so that you can drive the, like... Five minute dr- walk to the corner shop. Great. Don't get on a bike. Don't get on a fucking train to go anywhere because the tr- like, tickets are fucking 200 quid and they come every five hours. No, just get a fucking electric car and it's <laughs> like s- fucking subsidized Elon Musk fucking moon base where he inevitably <laughs> dies.
4: Yeah, but I mean, Alistair, have you considered how far Britain has come? Because Battersea no longer uses coal to generate power, and instead is now a Funkapolitan hive of cafes, restaurants, hotels, and homes.
1: I want to die. (laughs)
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I concur. (laughs) Do you know
3: what I mean? Why Why are people still fucking, like, you know, Elon Musk's, like, Basically admitted he wants to be a comedian. So why are people trying desperate to try and buy the future from a fucking comedian? You yeah, know that's I mean? funny because I want
1: to become the Joker.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, of course, Boris being Boris and this being the Tories, uh, it will be the consumer, not the government, that drives big switches <sighs> in anything. And particularly, he said, young people will drive these changes. And, you know, like young people with all their money and capital to significantly yeah, for, change. Yeah, hopefully down the barrel of a gun they'll drive this change. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, that is the, uh, the where power resides. Um, and, you know, of course... <laughs> Mousey-sung, didn't realise you were on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, of course, it can't be the government, because the government doesn't innovate, doesn't make new products. Governments can only... Set limits and make new markets. They can only marketise more and more of everything that we do because that way there will be more innovation and more things. Um, specifically,
3: the the function the function of government is to kill the poor so that there's plenty of room on the safety net for corporations. That's that's basically what governments do nowadays. Yeah, you know like I mean?
4: like helping out bulb uh, with about fourteen billion quid uh, if the current math yeah.
3: continues. Um, So, yeah, all you gotta do is just bulldoze all those, like, fucking, you know what I mean, poor and disabled and homeless people out of the net to make room for, like, you know, some guy in a fucking, like, in three top hats and a pair of monocles
4: (laughs) to land in it. So, what the government can do in terms of making markets is they can spend more government money, but they can spend it through the private sector to make it, to make things Even
1: more efficient.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, let me quote a little bit from from the speech. Uh, when I came back from the Sinai Desert, I laid down ten commandments, and that's like you know, that's that's some kind of fucking language right there. Um, Thou shalt uh, develop. Oh my god, are we actually? Are, are we there do... actually
3: ten of these? Because yes. don't fucking read no, them they're,
4: out. No, yeah, I, uh, but it's very quick. Thou shalt develop offshore wind, hydrogen, nuclear power, zero emission vehicles, green public transport, jet zero. <gasps> are they are all 10 Fuck of them off. are all
3: 10 of them this long.
4: Uh green buildings, carbon capture and storage doesn't work.
3: Well, like, you fucking you do you know what I mean just ignore my question there that like that isn't an answer in itself. It is in a
4: way, <laughs> yes. Uh nature and trees, we previously discussed that also doesn't work unless you're willing to care, take care for it for 30 years. And green finance. So those are like Oh, so
1: so divest from all fossil fuel industry. Okay, let's do that one. That might be a fucking starting point 30 40 years ago. Well,
4: I mean like the L- London Offshore euro dollar market is essentially the home of all oil trading, and that is essentially one of the main pillars that keeps the London City floating. So I'm not really sure that that's going to be on the card, but we are going to have more scams and more green finance. Um, I hope they're green scams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just you know, like we'll just sell a guy more with a cup those, and like um, a leaf under one of them. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll yeah, we'll more though. of those chicken don certificates to to sell you, Elisa. I'm amazed you guys are so cynical about this. With the roaring success
2: of COP26, it's clear we're moving to a (laughs) net zero future for carbon, right? Yeah.
4: But, I mean, just to make sure everybody in the audience, which, again, that's the huge business lobbies, wasn't getting too worried, um, he is very confident that young people will will go back to the office because they need the uh, water cooler banter and to pick up social capital... And according to Boris, again, this is a quote from his speech Mother Nature does not like working from home. What? Yeah, just just take a moment. (laughs) Sorry, actually speechless at that one.
0: (laughs) What? What does that even mean?
4: I have. It's presumably a variation on mother uh, on on nature of horseback, much vacuum, like I'm assuming.
1: I yeah, I was, was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> that's the only thing I could conceivably think of. Uh, yeah, nature of calls
0: um, you working in your jammies.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean.
3: You see, even Richard Littlejohn was banging that fucking drum today. Yeah, he was presumably yeah. from like Florida or wherever the fuck he lives. Do you know? what yes. I mean? Yes. But absolutely, definitely not. One hundred percent certain with with, like, with absolute certainty. Wasn't saying that from the fucking Daily Mail office.
4: Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But, but and like, we'll close up talk about the Boris speech around here. He did say one thing, because like, we're all going to need those fancy new digital skills and stuff, right? And we're all going to have to relearn things and retrain in cyber. And the way we're going to do that, Boris announced on stage, is every adult in Britain is going to get a 3,000 quid personal budget to acquire lifetime skills, which is a...
1: Oh my god, the squirrel
3: bother on yes <laughs> What what I mean what does three what does three grand get you in like in terms of like it, skills? It is like, like one matter. year of university. No, no matter. a third doesn't of matter. a year, one term. Term. <laughs>
0: Oh well there you go <laughs> Joe Swinson is the Prime Minister. Damn she did it. <laughs> See, I mean, like I said, like it, but when you watch, and I watched a little bit just, just
4: to see him speak and do the Boris thing, not the pepper Pig thing, because again, that's stupid and for idiots, um, is he is essentially, he's just an after-dinner speaker. Like, he just does gags and, and, and is optimistic about the future and just wants to do this boosterism thing I said. But the thing is, because it's empty garbage and everybody knows it's garbage, but it's presented so enthusiastically, he's still miles better at it than Keir Starmer is. Because he has this well, optimism and this, you know, like, we're going to make something of the future.
0: I mean, it's a so future... Surely like, Starmer would just simply go further, though. I mean... Well,
3: yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, you know, clowns are shit, but you wouldn't invite an accountant to do your kid's birthday party, would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like,
2: let, let's let's tear it down a second before we go on to show how terrible Keir Starmer is at this. Oh, the job of our me. politicians is to basically be our managers when you really get down to it, Right they are there to manufacture consent for capital to do what it wants to do, right?
3: Yeah, well, become (laughs) unmanageable. Well, (laughs) yeah,
2: exactly. But here's the thing. A good manager who's actually competent at their job is able to go to senior (laughs) management and go, listen, guys, we need to do X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, the whole thing is going to go bust and it's not going to work and the workers are going to go on strike etc 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 and so a good manager can toe the line a good manager makes the workers feel like they're on their side right while screwing them over and just giving them enough pizza parties to make them feel like that they're heard and like it matters okay Mm. so what boris johnson is is boris johnson is a manager who has correctly identified his job is to just get consent to do whatever capital wants yes, him to do permanent pizza and does
4: parties f- while capital walks out the door with the state
2: yeah and he he does for get con- you, you know do what capital wants to do really hard and he hype guys that all the time but where he's not very good is he's not actually particularly good at making people feel like he's broadly on their side not recently not for a while and uh that puts a clock on him
1: i Kissed do wonder honor. i do wonder though james like how much of that is a contrivance of like the like the media rather than any like necessarily him having done anything wrong and whether it's just well now that now that we've managed to shite fast brexit over the line uh we are you know more or less over covid for some people's eyes maybe uh, we can it's... just go and now now it's time to chuck him and get some other clown in
2: maybe but the catch is, Kirstama doesn't really get the whole. Oh, we'll, you know, we'll get
4: onto Starmer in a moment. Don't worry about it, James. You have, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. Go on, go on then. Let, let's do
4: Starmer. The, the thing it. I wanted to like, but I really want to emphasize, and it shouldn't be surprising anybody who listens on this podcast or is on this podcast. But like, it's all horseshit. Like, it. None of this will happen. None of the the shit that he's boosting about. None of the big transformational stuff will happen because if you want to make that stuff happen. From like a government perspective, you have to actually have like a really serious industrial strategy. You have to invest in the right ways. You have to engage. You have to help workers, you know, get paid properly so they can. You have to mobilize people, and none of that stuff happens because that stuff a is hard work, b gets in the way of capital, and c you have to go beyond this just this empty boosterism. And Jamie, I was reminded I can't, I can't remember which episode it is, but a while ago you said like that it's like hearing your dad talk about. Politics, like, do you not want to figure out how things work before you make wild pronouncements? Right? It's it's that. But he's just essentially Jamie, like Boris is your dad talking about politics. <laughs> like, they, I think hmm. that's not an unreasonable way of, of of framing it. Like, and but in stark contrast, and I mean in stark contrast, just in pure terms of delivery, let's talk about Keir Starmer, shall we? In every single. Oh,
0: oh. Can I can I can I give the intro? Yeah, yeah. Please do. We'll, yeah, yeah.
4: My
2: message for today uh, to you is clear. As I said in my conference speech, the Labour Party conference speech, Labour is
3: back in business. The dual meaning of this is entirely deliberate. Well, is, he, is he up to the hilt in business? Is that what you're saying <laughs> <Yes>. there? Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah he's just buried
0: deep business. in business. Um, yeah, no, I haven't edited that at all. That is the exact pacing of the way that he spoke there. So yeah,
1: well, that was a slam dunk of yeah. a fucking joke. I, I, the only reason I wasn't laughing was I was worried my side would split. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Rob's too hard on himself when when he keeps saying he can't do comedy
4: because you know that's the competition, man. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, imagine me wiping the sweat off my brow. And essentially, that is the main point of the whole Starmer speech: is essentially to say. We are going to be the best little business gimps uh, for business that has ever been. Like, we are so subservient to you that you will, like, your boots will be polished to a mirror sheen um, under a well managed polisher. Um, and Starmer, you know, do, Starmer only identifies problems. Like, the Boris thing is we've come out of this terrible pandemic, we've done Brexit, and now there's the sunlit uplands. And here's Starmer, he is big QC man saying, there's just problems. Things are bad, and they are shitty. <laughs> uh, um, and his main problem that he identifies is that UK productivity—I uh, I think that's measured by work—is very low, and that needs to increase because then business will be happy. Uh, reasons.
1: I think. I think the 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 like the like common knowledge, as it were, is that uh, we've got like per, you know, forty hours we work. Or 40 hours of productivity we have to allow like 44 or 45 compared to like mainland europe where it's more like 35 or so- something along those yeah, lines yeah,
4: yeah. so anyway and see if this sounds familiar the way to get to a better more productive britain starmer has identified the following things we need more investment better infrastructure more technology and innovation more exports and we need to build a northern powerhouse and redistribute the economy Oh he's read Britannia unchained. No, he's this is literally Boris Boris's pr- thing yeah, is it's, it's exactly, the same, exactly the same thing.
1: There's no difference between them. Because it's just Oh no. How has this happened? Someone's managed to get a bunch of fucking Toryism in my Labourism. Oh no. You know, and and therefore, you know, that's what Britain needs and therefore
4: what Labour will deliver which is productivity, uh, and how that will be done apart from those things. And let me quote here for a moment: is they will give business a generation of young people ready for work. We oh. will <laughs> <laughs> a generation of
1: young people They're, under the boots. We will ready give, for you, work.
4: We'll give you these fucking
3: like, young people as a gift. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they will serve you in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. The business said he to- wants. Yeah,
2: when Alistair said he wanted to die, he didn't mean buried in the pyramid, yeah. but, uh, you know, the monkey's paw has curls.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, and... should have been fucking born earlier than shouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, think of business as Molaram, and Britain as more of a temple of doom than anything else, and I think you're getting the, the correct vibe. <laughs> um, I mean, this is, by the way, very much lifted from a horrible book by John Crudders working years ago, I think called Work, where he says that, which is very, like... Protestant Calvinist about like the only thing that matters is work and work ennobles you as a person and you know like that's that's you see it all the time with all the different things that they're doing oh, is, now, is like they always talk about work bullshit. yeah they're always talking about work and hard-working families and workers and clearly people who don't work or can't work are not part of the new labor equation they they don't really exist um, the other things that labor will offer business is um, stability and managerial competence through more treaties with the European union.
1: Technocracy. Yeah.
4: Love it, baby. Uh, contract stability, rule of law and fiscal discipline. There's a lot about fiscal discipline. Uh, uh, you know,
1: have you, I was going to say, have you got that fucking just toe curlingly cringy fucking line about when he was asked? um,
4: Yes, I have. I was about to read that to you. Um, <laughs> Relations between politics and business have not always been warm. The prime minister has himself not always uh, been complimentary. Is, is this
3: where he brings? Is this where he brings up that Boris Johnson supposedly said "fuck business"? Like yes, what yes. must be, by my reckoning, four hundred and seventeen years ago at least. I <laughs> can't. <Yeah. laughs> he hasn't. He, he, like nothing else has happened in the intervening centuries that like Keir Starmer can like things you can make hay out of. So it's like. The worst, the, the absolute worst kind of observational comedy, where you have to fucking explain to people that you have observed this thing, <laughs> and in case they haven't, here's the fucking details. Do you know what I mean? Like,
4: yeah. Well, well, here's the uh, here's the resolution of that that joke. I can promise you that the only f words that I will be using are foreign investment, fair trade, fiscal policy, <laughs> and fiduciary wow. duty. <laughs> what not no love for felching
1: <laughs> I do like. I do like how this is preempted in the notes with kill me with a rusty knife
4: <laughs> I mean you know I can't imagine fiduciary duty not just like going on a storm
1: how 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 long do you think they sat there and fucking workshop that those fucking lines? I think all fucking because, weekend. I mean,
4: I'm I'm oh. reasonably sure of it. You <laughs> know.
1: They had to wait doesn't until have, Luke, Luke, Luke one 8 the, um... turned a perfectly crimson shade of red to know that it was funny enough.
4: Doesn't he have one of those like fucking
3: spit image puppet nonsense writing his speeches now?
4: <laughs> I think oh, so. Fucking... I think Chorley is involved in like doing the jokes for his speeches, or he was for some of them. I'm, I'm reasonably oh. sure now. <laughs> Citation required.
5: <laughs>
2: Not on Charlie doing them, but on them being jokes. I mean, th- yeah. there's uh, I
4: know For certain that, definitions of joke. Because I know that his main conference speech this year was written by Philip Collins, who has a column in The Times, and was, I think, something Isn't in Blair's a press office. No, he's th- I think he still has it. Or he got it, got wow. it back as a guest column. Is he, the one,
3: is he the one that got binned when, like, once... Oh, oh yeah, no, you're right. That, that yeah. is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Anyway... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. he does by the way also completely shaft the FUB piece not that they'll notice but it is very funny um, Labour is not planning a rematch Brexit has happened and we are not going to rejoin so you know that's just team FUB not that it matters because the culture war has moved past this and they've attached themselves to this guy for whatever managerial I mean, I mean, reasons and-
1: uh, I mean we know we know why this is it's because it's purely a wedge to drive into the left of the Labour party when Corbyn was leader but like, we know we know this now it is like, it was it was almost like like not even a fraction of it was about uh, actually caring for the EU really. Apart from the like true believers like fucking Ian Cunt and so on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it it was about class interests, right? And these things aren't in contradiction because it is in their class interest to maintain free movement across Europe. But their larger class interest is in avoiding anything that might involve any kind of redistribution of right. wealth and or status and uh you know we have lost europe but the rest of it is still very pertinent
4: so he's their guy yeah i mean and also like again very much and very similarly to boris britain needs better skills workers need more skills and the ones that starmer has identified uh, that are very important are critical thinking creativity communication and working in teams
3: And, like, presumably, like, fucking, do you know what I mean, sick BMX (laughs) skills to get out of the way of this fucking SUV. Can I, I can I,
2: sorry, this is, this is really annoying me. Britain has plenty of skills. Oh, it's really annoying you. (laughs) (laughs) No, this particular point I'm about to make. Britain has plenty of skills. What they're saying in Britain needs more skills is it means Britain needs a cheaper workforce, because if there's a greater supply of various skills, prices for wages, wage negotiation power goes down. So what they're basically saying in this speech over and over again, they're in agreement, is that we need to drive down the cost of labour in the UK by making the skills that are in demand
3: more present. That's it. That's what this actually is love business, hate fair compensation for labour, don't like it, there's the door but, you know what I mean. <laughs> S- simple yeah.
4: as but I mean James, don't worry about it because uh, Starmer has just created a new council of skills advisors headed by David oh, fucking Blunkett
1: Jesus Ah, oh, yeah baby man. we love to see, why, why, we love to see the fucking characters Blanket. from the loon labour years coming back don't we
4: Machine Gun Blunkett is back
3: the, the, the Fash are back in town
2: Just <laughs> yeah. wonderful,
3: fantastic But also, also Who forms a fucking council? You're not Elrond, mate like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the what? lamest shit
1: imaginable, isn't it? I well, shall Jay- form
3: a council of like
1: blunkets. Jamie, you want you know this know council I mean? to be formed Because obviously they're going to need a wizard on it yeah, uh, they're gonna. I don't
3: want this council to be formed because if David Blunkett's involved, it's the, the the outcome they recommend is going to involve punishing single mothers somehow. Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> also, also, unless I'm misremembering, uh, David Blunkett was also the one who told his wife in the middle of the divorce, uh, "You will never get the kids or the money or whatever because I am the law." This was, I think, when he was Home Secretary. So, you know, that's the guy you want. In probably. Yeah, um, yeah, probably. He also, he also
3: really. Also really had it in for Muslims, as a recall. He did, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, David
4: Blunkett yeah, is... He was just,
3: he was just a, a solid brass cunt from every angle. Wasn't maybe he really? the worst mm.
4: of the New Labour cunts. Like, he's a stiff competition, but he may be among the, 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 the worst. He may be even I mean, number one.
2: He's definitely very high up on my personal checklist of New Labour guys. Yeah. Like,
4: yeah.
2: Him but, and Alistair Campbell and Tony Blair are definitely jostling around the top of the list, yeah. frankly.
1: So it's times like this I really hate sharing a name with one of these fucking cunts
2: <laughs> um, so well there you go, Pod. I uh, I guess you've learned it today. His name is in fact Alistair Blunken. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking doing is the
1: fusion it? dance and turning into the biggest monster history's ever known. Stephen Fry <laughs> 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 This is,
4: like, this is like what we found out that uh, Michael Gove's daughter does ketamine and coke and likes smokes, uh, smokes Yeah, his, his daughters are cool. <laughs> what, when did we find this
3: out? She was on was TikTok. I mean, I wonder why the fuck I'm asking that. You could, you could have said that like earlier in
4: this episode and I would have forgotten it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so among the skills things that will be developed is a promise to add digital skills to reading, writing, and arithmetic. So they will be taught Coding will be taught from primary school onward, and <laughs> solve all the world's problems with fucking
3: coding. Oh, I would love to hear it. And man. if you want to, catch- oh yeah, no, we've got we got to drive down those
1: fucking uh, wage costs for coders and computer shaggers, right? Well, I mean, yeah. if you want
3: to, you wanna- know what it is. I've been coding since primary school, and look at me now, Dad. <laughs>
4: So if you want, like, a glimpse into the future of a, you know, totally hypothetical, will never be, but sure, why not, let's have a poke. Um, uh, What school life will look like under a Starmer government, I'll I'll read you again from his speech. In my own constituency, there's a wonderful primary school called a real primary school. That's how primary school re- repetition. That's how you know it's good. When,
1: when when you said that he's going to describe a school of the future, just the panopticon just oh, sprung oh, into oh. my head for some kind um, of reason.
4: Which runs a great program called Raising Aspirations. Employers like Mercedes, <laughs> Durban, Google.
3: I see where this. I can see where this ends, and it's Ed Two O Nine serving school dinners. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Which runs a great program called Raising Aspirations. Employers like Mercedes... Oh, God. Employers- God, sorry. Sorry, Rob.
2: Sorry, okay. Rob. It's just, it's brought my brain. I need to get this out. ED209 is now combining with a facial scanning recognition tech from a previous episode. <laughs> and I'm just picturing some poor, like, BME kid coming up. And um, you must identify. You have 30 seconds to comply. Uh, just, as, oh. it's not a good look. It's really not a good look. So anyway, they
3: do this they do this aspirational program where they get like speakers in from OCP and stuff to yeah. talk to the kids, not Exactly. Employers
4: like Mercedes, Derwent, Google, The Ritz, and the Crick Institute are coming to inspire the children.
5: <laughs> the Ritz.
4: Oh my fucking god! This is the next generation of butlers. They're solving that thing from yeah. the Times we talked about two weeks ago. <laughs> to inspire the children to think about the jobs they might do, jobs they might never have considered before or have even heard of <laughs> have you ever heard of earning 150 quid an hour to clean wasps off a windowsill <laughs> have you ever heard of like taking minimum wage to do
3: like a, a nine hour shift every day piloting the ed 209 in the school cafeteria <laughs> because it turns out like viable facial recognition and or fucking like robot fucking assassination <laughs> software still decades away
0: we regret to inform you the mechanical turk is racist <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, so, yeah, just a few other bits and bobs. Uh, there's going to, you know, mu- again, completely like the Boris speech, he wants to give, uh, create a 100,000 new startups over five years through a startup loan scheme. So just, you know, more, more whiz-bang, uh, uh, more startups, you know. Startups are great in here, but Christ knows what they I do mean, they and most of them nothing. fail. But... It's
1: like, it's just a fucking companies with a website. Fucking great. Cool. Yeah. That'll fix everything. Um, and then there's also going to be a Green Revolution.
4: Like It's weird. Like Starmer talks a lot less about like climate change and the Green Industrial Revolution than fucking Boris does. Which Do you know why? That's because the Green Industrial Revolution was a Corbyn program and it must therefore be destroyed and annihilated? Kind of, yeah. It's basically... It, it, yes, but um, when Boris
2: does it, business goes, he obviously doesn't fucking mean it. He's a Tory, right? He, they're on our side if Starmer does it then some of them will go well maybe yeah. he means it Yeah, and that's why they don't do it as much
4: I mean specifically again just like Boris he also specifically read and mentions building more electric cars in Britain and doing more green steel whatever the fuck that is I think that's some kind of not presumably the G of G the Gupta thing that's still exploding with green steel but you know I, I, I don't know what that what, what he's talking about there. It's I presume it's not a thing anyway. Green steel as far as I understand it is not in the chemical sense low carbon steel
2: as I understand it low emissions for steel production.
4: Oh yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Please, listener, feel free to yet again correct me if I'm wrong.
4: Yeah, just at Wizard Cubes, just let us know. I mean, we just we just yes, need to, at we yeah, fuck you, just
3: buddy. Need, we just need to invent a <laughs> way on, of. Not on that fucking at anymore, am I? Well, that was a joke, Jamie. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just need to invent a new way of uh, smelting steel that doesn't involve a blast furnace, which I'm sure is uh, will be along any moment now.
2: Yeah, and if you can think of one, at Anxiety Cowboy, that would be grand. <laughs>
3: Yeah, fill, fill your boots. I don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? Um, but no, you can t- presumably get a wizard to like forge some kind of iron wood from an enchanted tree or some shit. Is that not what green steel is? <laughs> yeah,
4: presumably. I mean, you can also forge a one ring, so far as I'm aware, but you know, maybe maybe that would be a bit too much. Um, anyway. And thus wizardry was discovered in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'll just close off this. I mean,
1: let's face it. Let's face it. If wizards existed, they would be nonsense. Uh,
4: yes. <laughs>
3: Damn Like huge slam on Fictional
0: sorcerers everywhere Out of nowhere Yeah (laughs) Thank you for the excuse to cut this whole bit Uh, Thank you
4: (laughs) To, to wrap uh, the a bit, I'll just read you his closing lines. Um, this is again addressed to the CBI, the big business lobby. Your organisation and mine both have a synonym for work in our titles, industry and labour. This is why we must work together to remake Britain for the future.
1: In whose interest, you why, fucking why? cunt?
4: Why does this, like,
3: incredible fucking politician that, like, everyone's told us is just the the golden age, you know, the grown-ups are back in charge... Why does he sound like some fucking kid given a book report every time he speaks to he's, someone? He's, <laughs> it's know what ridiculous. I mean? like, oh, we both have a word that means work in our names. <laughs> yeah, it's he's like, the Oxford Dictionary defines industry that as. Like, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's coming to the CBI and talking to them like they're children. Like, it's really quite staggering
4: well i mean it's more like he's he's talking he, it, it's more the other way around he's coming to the cbi to show that he is once again like the penitent child asking for a, a another bowl of gruel you know like that's the point of this whole speech is, this is what they've been doing for the last 18 months is essentially to like drag themselves whip themselves across broken glass you know prostrating themselves. A debasing themselves in every single disgusting way possible like really ripping off any sense of value and self-respect you ever had really like taking the fucking whip to your own back like hacking your genitals off to say look look capital we won't do it ever again we will never again even consider the possibility of mild social democracy look how sorry we are look how responsible yeah. the thing- we can
3: be The thing is, right, like, do you know what I mean? When, like, because, like, when shit gets too real and, and, like, the papers decide that, you know what, we'd better have a Labour government, right, because, like, fucking otherwise they're going to hang us, like, and they put, like, this fucking dipshit in charge... He's just gonna make it worse, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. he doesn't have any of the fucking like sense that like Blair had where it's like, oh no, right, we can do like absolute shit tier fucking right wing stuff, but we'll make we'll make enough of a contribution to society that like we'll be able to play it off as are actually Marxists or whatever in the press, you know, and it'll be like we'll 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 release the pressure that's built up after like a fucking like decade plus of Tory rule. Starmer just doesn't have the fucking sense to do any of that, you know what I mean? So, like, I look forward to, like, the the paper, like, you know, Rupert Murdoch finally deciding, you know what, we're going to have to let Labour have a crack just to calm things down before everyone, like, storms my fucking mansion and murders me. And then, like, everyone storms his mansion and murders him anyway because Starmer's, like, just fucking, like, useless, you know what yeah. I mean? On a scale never before imagined. Yeah. Yeah, there's also, like... What's
2: interesting is, like, the Labour side, they, they had all the shit around gay rights, etc., that they could essentially do, and the, there is an obvious successor to that, which is all the TERF stuff, and no, no, we're not going to touch that at all, um, you know, they, they, they could tell the TERFs to go fuck themselves and implement, like, progressive legislation, but they're realistically not going to do that, and what they've yep. done is they've basically closed off all the Id Idpol avenues... By which they could try and balance out. Like here's the thing. You can you can sorta of get away as a liberal with doing, you know, fiscally kind of conservative bullshit as long as you clove it in some kind of progressivism, but there's no progressivism. No. That, that well is they've dried that well out. In fact, it's not even dried well, they've just fucking nailed the hatch on the well shut. Yeah. And so what have they got left? I
4: mean they have the, 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 they have nothing left. This is the poverty of ambition. I mean, I can't begin to stress, if you read both these speeches, and the only way you would know that it's a Boris speech, you would know it on site, is because there's these weird paragraphs in there, like the stupid references as to the Peppa Pig thing and like, oh, I was a journalist, and I drove a fancy car. That's how you know, like, this verbal tics in there that make it very obviously boris. But if you scrub that shit out, and you put it next to this Starmer speech, and you gave it to, you know, anybody who's willing to read these things, like fucking maniacs like me, like, you you'd be very hard-pressed to know the difference. And that's it's so incredibly like it's so incredibly damaging and it's so incredibly shit now, presumably presumably one of the speeches would have tears on it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean one of the pages would probably be like a paternity test or something stuck in the middle like that there's many opportunities but like it's astonishing like we've closed the range of possible discourse so much and you saw it in the aftermath of this speech and the stuff that we started talking about with the social care bill and and all this stuff it's like there's no more this Starmer speech was just categorically shit there was just nothing in there but you know that the whole the, the contingent from the guardian that whole sort of liberal quote unquote side of 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 the media establishment, they can't criticize it anymore. They can't say this is shit because they went all in on destroying Corbyn in 2018, 19 and, and and before. And then they boosted this guy through the fucking roof. So they're nailed to this mask now. Like they're nailed to the m mu- nobody there's nothing here. I I'm not kidding. Like these are the two the two big directions that the two dominant hyper-dominant dominant in a way they haven't been in such a long time parties in the United Kingdom have is to say, what we'll do is we'll do cyber, we'll do skills, we'll just give you more handouts, and we'll get we'll suck Elon Musk off to build a Tesla. That, That's the entirety of the future of the UK's industrial strategy as laid out before you. There's nothing here. I, I can't begin to stress how... No- it's so empty. It's so empty. It's it's astonishing.
2: Like, it... Do you need a moment, Rob? Because I feel like I do. The dual meaning of this <laughs> is
1: entirely deliberate. <laughs> Thank you. That is a good... Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's all about dual meanings, Arkir, isn't he? <sighs> but I mean, you know, it's the, the dual speeches, the dual
4: meanings, whatever... They're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: same time next week, lads. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, yeah. we've got so we've, the we've got guests on, on, but everything's fucked, and we know this. Yeah. We've yes, we have guests on next week, so you can look forward to Adam and Hugh from We Don't Talk About the Weather uh, coming on to talk about uh, schools and education. So you may finally hear James lose their mind about education and film, and
1: Jamie might talk about people learning something but <laughs> just not Jamie
0: <laughs> correct uh, yeah on the note of other stuff though bonus episode for this month will be delayed there will not be a bonus episode this month it will be slightly delayed in early December sorry not our fault kind of our fault but not our fault but still subscribe um, to the
4: Patreon because you get value for your money yes
0: you will. <laughs> you will still get the November bonus in December you will then also get the December bonus, and we are planning another uh, bonus for December as well as a little Christmas uh, present. Christmas present, thank you, etc. Yes. Um, yeah.
3: So look forward. To do we want that. to tell? Um, do you want to tell people what that exciting thing is? No, not yet.
0: Uh, no, not until I've got the fucking email address set up.
3: <laughs> if, if there's one, if there's one thing we. Oh no! Learned... Right.
0: Okay. I forgot. I forgot what it was actually. I thought, <laughs> you know, it's this month's bon- This month's
3: bonus. That's fucking your die, isn't it? Like. Yes. Yeah. Like, if there's
2: it, if one thing we've learned, it's that uh, we need to be very careful to record these things very early in the month, um, because if plans shift, then we can be left going, oh, shit. So apologies, listener. We're not going to make a habit of this. We're still learning as we go. I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, I think um, we can probably just end it on that note then. Um, Patreon.com forward slash cast for the Patreon and bonus episodes and the early release of Black Thoughts, of which there are a few in the pipeline there as well. Coming soon. Yeah. yep. TMTM, TM. <laughs> And also the uh, Twitch streams. Uh, join Jamie and Alistair Mondays and Thursdays for Twitch. Unless they're Twitch. too busy TV with Path of, of
1: Exile. <laughs> uh, it's um, every other Monday uh, I'll be doing. That's too already complicated. Already. That's too All complicated. Right. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah,
3: just keep yeah, an eye out on the join, Twitter. Join us, join us sometimes. <laughs>
4: yeah. Not all times, sometimes. Just keep an eye out on yeah. the Twitter. Just yeah, like, yeah. you know, turn up
2: and give your best opinions on Skyrim to them, they love it.
4: Oh, yeah. Also, I beat more Kombat okay, to death. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. Shall we what stop there? <laughs> yep.
5: <laughs> Zip it and chip it. <laughs> all
3: right. Fuck here now.